just want to make note that I had a very good friend pass away this last week. Jim Kuzno was a pastor mainly in Escanaba. Um, and um, had seen him a few weeks ago and didn't really anticipate this at all. But one of the things that uh, came out of it for me was that um, when I first met Jim, he, he really was a connector and a networker, and he worked at relationships. And there were times when he'd call me, and I'd look and see who's calling, and I'm going, oh, man, I don't have 20 minutes. You know, and, and he worked hard at the relationship, much harder than I did until we became good friends. And um, I just encourage you that, <laughs> you know, there are people that, that need your intervention, whether they recognize it or not. And uh, I was one of those people where I truly was blessed by the relationship, but it was something that he invested in much more than I did before uh, it started flourishing, so to speak. And I just encourage you to, to uh, make note of that. And uh, for me... You know, it was uh, a surprise loss, but at the same time, a recognition. Here was a man of God who lived his life well and uh, can expect uh, a good eternity. Uh, Luke chapter 9 is where I want to go today. And I'm getting to that verse, unless you deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. You're no part of me. This is found in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I'm going to use Luke's account. Um, Matthew's is probably the most extensive. Just in the way of what had been going on in Jesus' life is that the feeding of the 5,000 had taken place. He'd already sent out the 12. There were, you know, he was heavy into ministry, um, but there, there were some things going on that I just want to address. Um, one time when he was praying, the disciples had come to him, and he says, who do people say that I am? And they're going, well, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say a prophet of old, and, and he said, well, who do you say I am? And Peter comes out with this incredible declaration, you're the Messiah. Now, you're, you're the one that God has intended from the beginning of time. You're the, the great leader, the one that's going to restore all things. That's all that's inherent in the idea of Messiah. Was That's what they would have been thinking. Jesus goes, you're right. But then he moves on and he says, don't tell anyone about this. The nation's leaders, chief priests, and teachers of the law of Moses will make the Son of Man suffer terribly They'll reject him and kill him, but three days later, he'll rise to life. So long before the death on the cross, Jesus understands exactly where this is going. He has a sense of purpose and destiny and an awareness as to specifics enough that he knows that the cross is going to be a part of his life. Very important for these next verses. Jesus said to all the people, if any of you want to be my followers, you must forget about yourself. Take up your cross each day and follow me. So if he is forward-looking in the cross, 
the cross for us shouldn't just be backward looking. It shouldn't be just, well, he suffered, so shall I. It's not the intent. He's looking forward and saying, my call in the Lord, my destiny and purpose here on this earth has to do with this cross. And so in some ways, if we're to embrace it in a similar fashion, we take the point of saying, the purpose and destiny that he calls me to are what I need to take on about my life. That's what I need to pursue. And so the cross becomes a focal point of what lies ahead. But it's like that purpose and destiny, that direction setting. He says, you know, embrace this. Um, I'm going to swipe something from my son. <laughs> Never, ever thought I'd be quoting my kids. Uh, he had sent me a paper to, to review that he was writing for the church that he participates in, and it's like a summary picture. And one of the points that he was making was that in being created in the image of God, God designed us to do the works that he does. And in the Garden of Eden, he placed the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in that, he told them, don't partake of this. And the, the idea that came across in this paper was that God wanted us to keep asking him, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? How should I address this? And so it, it was causing interaction and relationship. And so really, the, the lack of that knowledge, so to speak, was a good thing in that it kept drawing us back to him for direction. I think I'm buying into that premise. I'm, even if he wrote it. <laughs> um, maybe he stole it from someone else, I don't know. Uh, but that said, I know that there's something incredible about this idea of being made in the image of God. And that originally, without sin, there truly would have been that sight, so to speak, of God stamped on a life. When Adam sinned, and his next son was born, and he was born in the image of Adam, but already that was not the image of God as it had been in the garden. Because it was perverted or profaned already. And yet, God is you know, continually coming back into Abraham. He says, I want to make you a people of God. What? So that you can be a declaration to all the world of my goodness. And of course, we know that they didn't fully live up to that, but through that came the second Adam, Jesus, who lived perfectly, who, who portrayed the image of God, who had that stamp of, of identity so deeply attached to the Father that we, we saw 
God on earth. Jesus was with us. God was with us. So that said, when, when he says, take up my cross and follow me, I should really believe that he says, I'm on this journey. I'm doing what God has asked me to do. I'm carrying out his dictates. I'm following through with what he's assigned for my life. And so if we are going to pick up the cross and follow him, that means that we're going to also take on what God has asked of our lives. And we're going to march following his orders as was originally intended. Where this is is beautiful is that it's not just looking to, oh, you know, if I head this direction, maybe I'll get smacked here, across. But it's more of saying, this is the direction he's causing me to go. This is what he has called for my life. You're a mother with two, three, four kids. You get up in the morning and those kids are hollering and screaming and doing all sorts of things. It can be, I don't even want to get out of bed. But the call of God in this season is to raise those kids in an awesome way. And in a sense, that's the call and destiny. It is a cross of sorts. You don't even have to go outdoors, but it's there, right? He says, if you want to save your life, you'll destroy it. If you want to just chase your own thing, it's not going to work. But if you give up your life for me, you'll save it, he says. What will you gain if you own the whole world but destroy yourself or waste your life? I was thinking of different things that we, we tend to uh, admire. I mean, his, his declaration, what if you get the whole, what if you accumulate or what if you were extremely wealthy? Is that going to save your life? Is that going to be a life worth living? Is that going to be the purposeful end that you sought? We can look all around us and see the wealthy that it just hasn't accomplished that for them. I started to walk into other things, you know. Um, (laughs) I went on Wikipedia and saw... Uh, you know, because it's always accurate. Uh, <laughs> just type in rock star deaths. You know, guys that gain the world, so to speak. Pages and pages and pages of people that died early, so to speak. Every now and then, you'll get one that's, that lived into their 90s. But by and large, it's vastly different. It was a hard life. It was a life that was chasing what seemed good, but it just didn't work. 
Let's go into an area of darkness for a while. In suicide statistics, there's two that stand out. Um, students um, that 10 to 25 year range is, is very high. Second leading cause of death among that group. But that's a group that's looking for identity and purpose, right? And often gives up. Another group that, that is extremely high, white males in their 40s and 50s, who've been chasing and get to a point in life and go, it's not working. Chase everything that seemed valuable, but it's just not there. That said, I'm going into another region this morning. In our midst, there's at least one here that's been wrestling with suicide now. God has hope for you. And uh, you need to reach out and allow him to, uh, to bring this hope of life that's available. Jesus wasn't looking at the cross with despair. He was looking at it as the means to the victory that he was chasing. And in Christ, there's an opportunity for wholeness. And he is willing to set you free. Regularly attached to this, what is not defined in our literature is that often the demonic will be driving a person saying your life is worthless why are you even trying and God's willing to break that off and give you hope so I would I, I just let's take care of that today okay moving on you're ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of you when he comes in his glory and in the glory of his Father and the holy angels. Jesus is making the declaration, yes, this may go to the cross, but there is more. And he's, he's, he's not only declaring us the cross ahead, but he's also declaring the resurrection and the the that he will be given a name above all names, and he will be given all authority over all things. And then he says, you can be sure that some of the people standing here will not die before they see the kingdom of God. This verse has bothered me because I'm going, well, it's not complete. But in a sense, the seed was planted and it's growing. Jesus' death and resurrection was a declaration of the power of the kingdom. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church is a declaration of God's power and his kingdom growing. What continues on will continue to flourish until Christ comes. We dedicate ourselves to that cause and purpose. 
we say that if I just try to chase my own things and pursue the goals that look great, um, that's not going to get it done. I was into all sorts of things in, in chasing this down. I was trying to find statistics like with MMA guys, and, and uh, I, you know, I'm aware of, of some of them committing suicide in recent years, and I was just, I didn't get a specific, but the head injuries in that are astronomical, the traumatic brain injuries. And, and yet there's something in every guy that's kind of going, boy, that's kind of cool, you know? Fighting and winning and all, you know. And, uh, you know, at least it's fun to get punched in the nose really good, you know. <laughs> it's, you know, and the eyes start, yeah. But it's not quite as much fun unless you're doing it, you know. <laughs> right? But, you know, it, it can have the glory of the day, you know. You guys are stars. But then they, they, they come out of it with much higher incidences of like the traumatic brain injury, much more than boxing even. But, you know, it's, it's like one of these paths that has its moment of glory, but it doesn't work. I'm sure there's a lot of examples you can come up with as well. And it may be that you can say, well, some of these paths I've been chasing are just vain. They aren't paying off. I encourage you to embrace what God has called you to. Embrace the destiny that he has for your life. Accept that in the moment, there, you know, he has a design and a purpose. You know one of the lowest suicide groups Married folk. Go figure. <laughs> A lot more homicides in that group. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a lob. I had to swing. Uh, no, it's just, if he designed it from the beginning of time, it works. It works. I've had a cold this week and I'm done, so I'm going to quit. Let's just review. The cross for Jesus was forward-looking. It wasn't back. Okay? And so in our own lives, if we embrace the cross, it's forward-looking. It's not just assuming disaster at some point. That's kind of a bent picture. But even in, in Jesus heading toward the cross, he knew the victory that was in store. And so even for us, there's an embracing that what I have in life in Christ has a measure of victory about it, 
and I can be confident of his guiding my steps in such a way that this is going to move right into eternity in a positive direction. So I can embrace what he has called me to and, and you know, love that he has this stamp over my life and that I can participate in it. And so our commitment in carrying the cross is to do what God wants when he wants. It's to go where he wants as he calls us to that. It's to do what he wants us to do. It's to say what he wants us to say. Lord, help us in that process. Thank you for your scripture that speaks life to us. Thank you for your example of living within the image of the Father. Help us to embrace that we are called to portray you as well. And to walk in newness of life. Thank you for salvation, and the washing away of our sin, setting us on our feet, and the reestablishing of our lives. Now that I have your attention, <laughs> um, I want to go back to this thing of suicide. How many know that, okay, how many either attempted suicide or are deeply wrestling with it, but Christ set you free? A little higher, please. So note that in this room, and if you're wrestling with similar things, hands back up, please, because this is important. If, if you know that you're wrestling with these issues, pick out someone that you can trust and say, I need you to pray with me, okay? This, this is important. And yet, God has set people free. And we want to see that continue to happen. Okay? I'd love to pray with you, but I know it, it gets, at times it's kind of, oh, everybody will think that's me. I guess if you're desperate enough, you will anyway, but if you're desperate, you can pray with me. <laughs> we just, we want God to do what he wants to do. Instead, we can pray. Okay? That's, that's what's available to us. Pray for his blessing. Remind you of the meal downstairs. What remains is open-ended. Just uh, be sure you stay until things get done. Okay. Your blessing rests on these, your people. And know the fullness of favor that you intend for the lives. And discover with joy what it is to walk in your presence. Knowing a sense of your purpose and destiny over life. Ask, Lord, as each one goes into the community, that you'll give them words of life to speak over others. I ask that you'll enable them to carry out the workings of your kingdom, gift them with the supernatural. Be lifted up and exalted, our Lord, we pray. We love you this day. Amen. Christ